She's not responding. I think he's gonna flake on me too. Wait, do they know we tried to set him up? Yeah, baby. I mean, they're not stupid. We know I take that back because Danny's a little slow. Danny ain't no rocket scientist. Danny might be in the top two dumbest people I've ever met in my life. That bitch barely thinks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think she spelled a name with one B. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> stupid as fuck, right? That's why I feel so bad because who's just gonna be with him? I mean, they're dumb. That's true. But you got two people that dumb. They gotta stay together. That's true. You know what? I think it takes us down. Hanging around them the way that we I were. Felt that. I felt muted. Did you like at times My you felt like you can't time, hold a conversation, I felt like right? I for her. That's crazy. Because I swear I had the same thing. I know one time Danny was talking and I'm uh, looking at him while I'm talking and I'm like, I daydream with Danny. What are you talking? It's like something else is going <laughs> on, right? That's what I try to do. Ignorance. And that is why I feel awful. I mean, you know, they keep avoiding each other and yeah. dodging each other. They were so in love. <laughs> scotch on the rocks please any scotch will do as long as it's not a blend of course uh single malt Glen olivet Glen fitting perhaps maybe a blend gown any glen i'm thirsty i want a beer what about you you want a beer just a drink a martini shaken not stirred Second straight episode of Romance at the Movies. Uh, we're traveling back five years. This was actually on uh, Valentine's Day, weekend of February 14 through the 16th. And we had not the top grossing film, but it was the top new release, About Last Night, which is a remake of uh, an 80s movie, I believe, starring Rob Lowe. I don't know if either one of you. I've not seen it, but uh, yeah, Rob Lowe and Demi Moore couple others i don't remember and you get a reference to that in this film as one of the couples is actually watching it um so not just you know the same name similar premise but you know sort of a direct shout out to it uh the third highest grossing new release that weekend which would have been uh fifth overall was endless love which uh to the heartbreak of my co-host josh uh, was not the original, so another Love Story remake. I believe that one was with Brooke Shields. Is that what you said? Yes, thus the heartbreak. I would have at least enjoyed seeing me some Brooke Shields. Were you a big Suddenly Susan guy in the 90s? <laughs> no, not Suddenly Susan. You can probably credit that to the hot, hot, hot Kathy Griffin. Griffin <laughs> uh, Featured Griffin. on next episode in Hall Pass. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like uh, only on sober cinema do we hype up things that are going to be bad. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> look forward to that suckage coming up. So uh, this time around, uh, our forgotten film, Endless Love, uh, still open to thirteen million. Both these were wide releases. About last night at twenty five million, uh, and it appears both of them were on uh, over two thousand screens. But Endless Love actually got a bigger drop on uh, almost twenty nine hundred screens to about last night's twenty two fifty. So, Jared, uh, what ended up being the total uh, box office run for these two films, and uh, what did the critics think, other than us, of course? About last night, had a 69% from the critics, 65% from the audience, fresh from both. 48.6 million domestic on a budget of $12.5 million. Endless Love fared uh, quite a bit worse, 16% from the critics. Audience still liked it at 58%. Made its money back, uh, $23.4 million domestic on a budget of $20 million. 
So it sounds like both of these sort of dropped off. They sort of <laughs> made their made their nut on uh, Valentine's Day weekend. And uh, good way of putting it. Yeah, uh, disgusting. <laughs> I love how Josh gets on here initially and uh, plays the, you know, like he's recording from his fainting couch. But <laughs> as soon as we get into it, we'll see. We'll see the darker side come out. Uh, speaking of which, Josh, yes. uh, I'll let you take away because I actually thought about last night. I, we didn't discuss it, but I'm like, you know what? I think Josh will like that because both of us uh, were recording this on uh, Oscar night when Kevin Hart should have been hosting the Oscars. Yes. But we've both uh, expressed uh, enthusiasm for Kevin Hart's comedy, uh, especially in his film roles. So I picked this one as one that you would like. Was I wrong on that? No, no. I mean, it's not a great film uh, just because of the fact that uh, unfortunately the film doesn't revolve around Kevin Hart because uh, mm-hmm. he, he's playing a little bit more of the, going. the, the side <laughs> character. What are you talking about, Jerry? <laughs> I enjoyed the Kevin Hart aspect of it. I'm saying oh. you're doing a good job. Keep oh, going. Josh, he's, really, he's really defensive on this episode. God, let's calm down, Whitney Cummings. Like, I felt like Jared was like getting ready to like get all hot and bothered about... Uh... No, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the main, the, 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 the main plot with the, uh, the more straightforward couple... Um, Played by Michael Ely and Joy Bryant, uh, it's not terrible. I mean, it's not it's not anything that is uh, offensive to the senses or anything. It's I mean, certainly they're, they're, not riveting on its own, though. It's not. I mean, they're likable characters. It's kind of like if you knew these people in real life, but like, yeah, I'd be pulling for them. A good relationship. But See, that's, that's about the extent of it, though. Um, I had watched this before with my wife. I think we saw this one theatrically. And because uh, I remembered Kevin Hart quite a bit, sure, yeah, I remembered yeah, yeah. His, his relationship, or for most of the runtime, I guess lack of a relationship that he has with Regina Hall. Because for the most part, they spend uh, at least the screen time that we're aware of uh, hating each other. And I'd almost kind of forgotten entirely, as you called him, the more straightforward romance. Like this is the serious part of the movie, and then here's the funny part. Right. Um, and my wife was watching this, and she, I think, even went a step further and had forgotten she'd even seen it. <laughs> until we got to like Regina Hall and Kevin Hart, but she made some pretty good points, and I hadn't considered them. She thinks that the Michael Ely character is like one of the most despicable men you'll ever mm. see on film. Whoa! And almost every time she pointed it out, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it, what it, what is with this guy? Like, why is he, <laughs> why is he such a jerk?" Because mm. there, there are moments where, as I said, they're the more serious couple. Yeah. So you're seeing them blossom from like blind date set up from the other two characters who are friends mm-hmm. um to moving in together to being sick of being around each other with but there's not there's no clear reason why they should be sick of each other at least what we see it's almost like the film is just positing that you spend enough time together then another person just gets on your nerves yeah but i don't i don't from either character i don't really see why why they run into problems other than the fact that they keep saying we're having problems and I would also agree that when they get to that stage, it does seem to be more of him just being like, I'm bored. <laughs> you know, I want to go out with the guys. Uh, so she's got a point there. Um, she has a line where she's like, you know, did you ever love me? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He has, And it's like, dude, it's a layup, man. <laughs> like, even, even if you, like, he says, I'm unhappy right now. And she's like, I'm aware of that. So am I. Mm-hmm. 
you can at least you're not even going to give this woman the benefit of like that you were happy at one point. You even want to like withhold that. My wife was not a fan of him, <laughs> so I think <laughs> in that regard, the movie, the movie may be a failure to a lot of people looking for, for like a, a rom com because <laughs> Kevin Hart is a loudmouth, sex crazed <laughs> asshole, and yet for me, my, my wife is like now him. That's a that's a that's a good guy right there. That's not that guy. He's got to go. <laughs> I don't know if that's the movie's intent, but man, until Kevin Hart, he, Regina Hall are so likable. Until he asked you to movie. cluck like a chicken, and then maybe <laughs> might be. I don't. I don't think she'd want that on podcast territory. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask about that. Actually, I think she did say something about like it would be hard to breathe. She's like, you know, those things are like. The latex on that, like around your head. <laughs> I think I just sort of nodded, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta work through that. <laughs> Jared, I'm gonna bring yes, you sir. into this because you, uh, you really, I, I really am pushing your letterbox to count at JG Dotson. Uh, you really focused on the chicken, uh, mass sex. So before we actually get into the merits of the movie, uh, if you were propositioned. Uh, by someone that had the charisma of either Regina Hall or Kevin Hart, uh, would you rather? This is not a. This is not a yes no. This is not. <laughs> this is a would you rather? Would you rather be propositioned to just wear a chicken mask and then go about your your normal bedroom mm-hmm. business, or you have to be the one doing the clucking? <laughs> I think I would rather wear the chicken mask if all I have, if I had right. to choose. We, we can still be friends because I, I think you'd have to be some sort of sociopath if you say, "Oh, clucking all the way." That's why I want to be doing the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I prefer to focus on other things. Notice I'm not asking Josh because I'm afraid of the answer that I'll get from him on that one. <laughs> I want to do all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that's better. Somehow that's better than just clucking during sex. <laughs> all right, reasonable. <laughs> You're a hustler. <laughs> uh, all right, Jared. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know how you would take this because I'm. I'm kind of hit or miss on this podcast when it comes to like romance uh, elements. Romance. Uh, on our last episode, you were kind of like with me. You were expressed more enthusiasm for the female brain than Josh, but I. I would not have taken that to the bank. So I don't really know where you're going to go on this one, other than that you're going to fucking hate endless love when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, initially I came down on the side of uh, I couldn't work past how mediocre the. Um, the straight story, the A story, I guess, if you want to call it, um, the just between uh, Ely and Joy Bryant. It, it was just so generic, and there, in my opinion, there just wasn't that much creativity to it. I mean, we've seen it a thousand times. Um, but uh, the chicken scene, the chicken scene really got me. It uh, it really boosted this movie. <laughs> and, uh, we, we have, we've not talked enough about Regina Hall and how awesome and amazing she was. Um just her sh- kind of like the the shrill uh, yell that she has on it when she's yelling at Kevin Hart. I, both of them, uh, it just. I told you I could watch an entire ninety minute movie of them just yelling at each other. Yes. Just... <laughs> Even the uh, the opening sequence where we're being introduced to both couples when they're with their respective friends, uh, they're talking about uh, basically you know Hall and Hart are talking about each other like that they're some sort of skeevy like one night stand only material. Like, mm-hmm. like, listen to all the the dirty things we did, and they're not really buying in to it being any more than that. And I guess for the rest of the film, you kind of they treat each other that way. Like yeah. they don't they don't want everybody to know like how invested they are in each other, <laughs> and they're like, I, I don't know, 
like how they sort of like charm each other up was like hating on one another, <laughs> like busting each other's balls, I guess. <laughs> but like even the initial sequence where they set up their two boring friends, which man, is that that deadly accurate for the movie that you have Regina Hall Extremely. talking about how like, fucking boring the other two are. They, uh, they, they, they go off to the bathroom to have sex and they let their friends know it. I mean, they're like a drunken mess. <laughs> <laughs> they get to the bathroom and of course there's some, uh, you know, there's a technical aspects, practical aspects to how they're going to, they're going to do this act and install. And I even like that, uh, Regina Hall, like has a thing where, she does not want to be doing it doggy style in a bathroom because she's a lady. But she never <laughs> <laughs> actually sitting on a toilet having sex. <laughs> it's more dignified. It's like it's fun. Yeah, um, definitely keeper material right there for Kevin Hart. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the only demerit of the movie uh, is that he doesn't recognize that early enough that he's he's met his match. I think that's probably the hardest part with someone like Kevin Hart's personality like we we did the central intelligence on the show mm -hmm. and the rock sort of perfectly matches that energy because yep. the, the, just the rock himself is just such a physical like specimen that he's just a big he's gonna be a big character not only physically but just the idea of the rock and kevin hart together is gonna be very high energy i think regina hall is probably the mvp of this movie and that she matches heart in that regard step to st step by step yeah yep. yeah they were they perfect for each other on screen well, because Kevin Hart, he really excels in all of his roles when his character hits that frantic peak of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, whenever he's really riled up. and He's like a like, much cooler, attractive George Costanza, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's perfect. Like <laughs> the frustration hits critical mass and he's just letting right. it out. But so he normally hits that, that ceiling and that, somebody else is trying to calm him down like, mm -hmm. like even in um central intelligence because the rock kind of plays a, a mellow big happy teddy bear who's just everything's mm -hmm. cool um but yeah where uh uh regina hall like just starts giving it right back to him it just kind of keeps escalating like even more and more like that thanksgiving dinner scene was uh so so funny just because of once the cat's out of the bag like they're just kind of um you know, he brings a date, and so once he addresses uh, Regina Hall's character and they start just the shouting match, it I mean, you get uncomfortable just because you're like, I, I don't know, I could handle being in a room with people like screaming you're, you're that loud. You're one of the other people. Yeah. yeah. You're one of the background players. Like, just this is far too intimate and it's far too yeah. many details yeah. that I probably shouldn't be privy to. Uh, here, I I told Jared privately like that, like I was very high in this movie. I even like, I guess, spoiler alert, kind of for the movie, if you care, um, that, you know, we go through the whole like, uh, meet cute, uh, breakup, um, and then the couple, the straight, you know, straight lace couple reunites. <laughs> but I like that the, the film seems to know what it has and they seem to know that, no, no, we gotta, we gotta really resolve this with like our most viable players with, Hall and Hart, <laughs> because it's the final sequence. The final scene is them talking over their friends, like reuniting <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and talking about how like fucking stupid they are, like how they're <laughs> the dumbest people on the planet. And I don't know if I've ever seen a rom-com <laughs> where you have the supporting characters talking about the main people that you've watched fall in love, out of love. And you're kind of, I guess, supposed to be rooting for again, talking about what idiots they are. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like the director 
<laughs> made the the other couple the, the the main story like okay this is the movie the the audience wants the rom com mm-hmm. they they want the the, the romance you know mm-hmm. the the love story and this other couple this is the movie I want to make yes and yeah. I'm gonna comment <laughs> on the other one through them <laughs> right <laughs> and troll as as we go along so yeah I, I think you're on the money with that there's um it's kind of like a knocked up how it got that. Uh, spinoff quasi sequel with uh, this is 40 where we went with the uh, leslie man paul rudd couple mm-hmm. yeah um and I, you know i like them i don't i like knocked up but this couple is far more deserving of seeing like catching up with them you know, five years later oh yeah uh especially seeing them if they if they become domesticated and <laughs> have, have started a family and all this uh that is that is deeply unfortunate uh and watching this again uh, I kind of kicked myself because I, I remember enjoying it, but I enjoyed it a lot more uh, this time around. So th- this was a good one for Silver Cinema as far as just looking at <laughs> random anniversaries uh, and revisiting it. And also, not to get too political, but since it's Oscar night, I wanted to watch something with Kevin Hart. Oh, see what I'm oh. missing out on for him not hosting the show. Yeah. <laughs> that oh. was just trying to draw Josh out there. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See... Josh, you were playing like the Michael Ely character, and I was definitely trying to be Regina Hall to your Kevin Hart. I was trying to wind you up and get you in a state of frantic distress. It's happening internally. I am mm. I'm, I'm muting myself. That's nothing for me. For the nothing for, for me. the audience. <laughs> I don't right, want to say anything. I might regret. Eh, I mean, I'm sure. Uh, shout out, Iron Mind. I hear you're trying to get your car running again. Steal it if I do. <laughs> right, the valet. Well, that was just a one-time thing, I promise. Did you have a good night tonight? Well, let's just say I prefer how it started. You know, I really respect your daughter, sir. And the truth is, I just wanted to make her happy. I think she's amazing. Good night. It's a fun party, huh? I'm just going away. All right, let's move on to Endless Love, which I also, and boy, you guys can hate me. I have to admit, I had seen this one before as well. <laughs> and you told us to watch it anyway. All right, you know, I try to look for pairs, and I'm just like, okay. I try to look for something we can somewhat riff off of, like how this one's better, this one's worse. So it's Valentine's mm-hmm. Day weekend, two romance movies. Hey, they're both 80s remakes, I sort of discover. Isn't that nice? Um, I didn't remember this one being as bad. As, as it was, I. That's the excuse honestly, you're going with, huh? <laughs> well, in my mind, I had this as like a very Nicholas Sparks level uh, of entertainment, and we've had our fun with some of those. We've had our jollies with some of the absurdities of the situation, and it's it's got a similar beat where it's like you know, kid from the wrong side of the tracks, 
uh, sort of rich um, kind of princess girl who's been like kept away from like the social norms of a teenager, a little bit immature in that way, overprotective father, family, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not that that fun uh you know there's you know what the problem is well there's a lot but well take mm -hmm. first swing well i was was just gonna say (laughs) briefly i don't want to truly interrupt you but um it's just that it's worse because it's not that bad and I guess what I mean yes. by that is, yes. like, mm-hmm. yep. the Nicholas Sparks stuff, mm-hmm. there's usually something that's so bad, you're like, okay, this is incredible. Whereas with this, it's like, there's nothing to really, like, pull apart and be like, oh, man, can you believe they did that? The uh, closest you get is Robert Patrick as this young man's father. is like, you know, salt of the earth mechanic. Mm-hmm. And he occasionally has some, like, you know, come here, son. Let me take you aside and tell you, like, how to fix all the ills of you know, <laughs> being a young man and love and all that. Um, they don't go far enough with his, like, with him, you know, playing up that role. He he obviously is supposed to be that. Like, yeah. you're supposed to side with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, this is not <laughs> Alan Alda on his deathbed like, telling <laughs> us a story. <laughs> we had probably far too much enjoyment with that, but... Uh, yeah, Josh, that, that is what I'm getting at. It's like too vanilla. It mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't embrace, it doesn't embrace the soap opera in this enough as far as like the cheesier elements of soap opera. It's just the melodramatic stuff. And that's about it. Um, I mean, my God, there's a sequence where they like break into a zoo. There's all sorts of hijinks we could have there, but nothing happens. Mm-hmm. All right, Jared, go ahead and get out of your system. I haven't had direct what? communication with you about it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I know if you like enjoyed uh, about last night, uh-huh. and you've been quiet about endless love, and now that I've revealed to you that I had seen it before, and I knew that I was dragging you into the mucky muck with uh-huh. me. Go ahead, well, throw some my way. Oh, why wouldn't you? It's what you do. <laughs> Fucking hated this thing, man. It was terrible. Like Bruce Greenwood. Take it down mm. a notch, like uh, cinema's greatest <laughs> fucking villain <laughs> in Endless Love, of all things. <laughs> Probably Jesus. a better movie what if you have a character say that. If you have Robert Patrick saying, whoa, buddy, take it down. Simmer down. <laughs> Why don't you calm down a second? <laughs> like, what What does he not do in this movie? Like, uh, I think I, I was talking to you, like, I couldn't get past the fact of how maniacal and scheming this person was for to even just get with the melodrama of the movie. Like, he's, he's so insane. Like, it, like... That's the one, the, like the batshit part of the movie. That like, and even then, it's like you can't pull it apart. He's just being, just an asshole. Like, he, I, I don't know. It's yeah. They could have gone. Uh, they could have gone further with like <laughs> his his sort of jackass moments as far as trying to I guess set up the boyfriend for the fall. Because I was talking with my wife and uh, she had kind of an issue with um, first off, like this kid. Um throws her a party mm-hmm. um and uh, like say anything is like a, a classic like that's one i've seen from the 80s josh and mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of similar i kept going back to say anything where it's an overprotective father although that is on a much smaller scale like yeah, they're not yeah. like the super rich like elite um and the father sort of realizing that he's almost gotten off scot-free with having like a beautiful teenage girl who's never really shown much interest in boys or like going out and partying he's never had to worry about her getting drunk or, you know, date rape or any of that. And so for some of it, I kind of understood where the guy was coming from. Like, oh boy, like (laughs) I almost sent her off to college. 
which is going to have its own issues. But at the very least, I've gotten her this far, and now now I'm being challenged. And, I mean, I'm always going to say <laughs> Kevin Hart should play a role, but can you imagine Kevin Hart playing the father <laughs> with that level of franticness? <laughs> like, don't change any of the other characters. Like, have this, like, pasty, blonde, white girl as his daughter, and all this, this but just put Kevin Hart in the Bruce Greenwood role. <laughs> totally different movie, and far more enjoyable, too. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to kick it to you, Josh, as a father. Did you have any sort of sympathy for this man where it's not a 180 like she's doing bad things, but it is suddenly like a, a lifestyle difference deal with, yeah. for this teenager? Yeah. Uh, I did, but probably not in the way you're assuming. Like, not not the father, protective father over a, a daughter, but... Uh, just the, an angle I wanted to take as a whole on the movie was that I was not so interested in the romance. The like, like we said, the romance is very vanilla. But the fact that there's a family drama there of um, everybody's dealing with the loss of a family member. You know, uh, the main character's brother, um, Bruce. Yes, uh, this is the, a very a very bad version of ordinary people. Is what we've got here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, they're they're. They're still kind of reeling from that loss, and I, I think with, um, with Bruce Greenwood's character, the way he is acting, it's it's less about I'm going to be overly protective of my daughter, but it's more like this is how he's responding after the loss of his son. That because uh, he even says like I've already lost one child, I'm not going to lose another, and you, you can tell he's almost deflecting. Um, the stuff that his son was supposed to do onto on, onto his daughter, like the career path. Like he's, and he's created the second version of yeah, this mold of yeah. a successful young person. Yeah, so I was actually kind of wishing that I'd had a movie that was a little bit more focused on the drama and a little less on the romance. Because seeing, seeing the family members all have a different take on how they were dealing with that and, and how the, the introduction of this... Um, uh, love interest of their daughter, how maybe he was opening up their their thoughts and you know healing processes or whatever, just because there's another young male presence amongst them that maybe was kind of reminding them of their hmm. brother slash son or what have you. So in those regards, I could I was kind of sympathetic to the dad. Now I say kind of like Jared said, they, he, they definitely go out of their way to really paint him like super villain. Like at first it was pretty reasonable. Like he was just like, uh, I don't want you getting distracted. And, um, I think he catches <laughs> it's terrible timing, but this kid, you know, he, uh, calls the cops on this other high school party, um, to, to get it canceled. So everyone will come to this girl's party. It's very childish that way. As far as almost like no one's come to her birthday party, except she's, 17 18 years old right right. um and you can tell the dad's kind of which uh, man what a lame high school party it's like all of her dad's friends right like, right <laughs> i'm like what are they doing there to begin with but these kids come over he's he's dealing with it you know he's he's it's a little uncomfortable but he's rolling with it until it comes time to toast her and they've <laughs> made off to the closet together to have their first kiss make out and it <laughs> it's just one of those things that my wife was just like Dude, just stay in the closet. Yeah, that's like, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> let her go out 
And but don't don't you ever come out. Like, I don't care if you have to bust down a wall, like, a beam, or whatever. You just die in there if you oh, have to. You have to love the dead silent room and everybody's staring in the... Yeah. <laughs> as the door's opening. <laughs> oh. So to make up for it, um, this kid decides to fix his old car. That he's like, I don't know if he's even been working on it, but it's just like sitting in the driveway. It's like his dream car and it's like he hasn't got the parts for it or something like that it, and my wife also pointed out she's like you know, as wealthy as they are like even if it's something he didn't take a direct interest in doing himself he just would have paid someone he's like just fix this i don't care what it costs it was the uh the deceased son's car yeah um and they they claim they claim he's been trying to work on it the, so the you think has. it's like keeping a keeping everything static and stasis like yeah there's something kind of deeper going like on. like his room that he doesn't want mm-hmm. to be touched and right right so the kid does that, uh, fixes it, and that was the last time I sided with the dad, because I'm just like, uh, you know, I've seen another movie with uh, Marky Mark back when he was when he was Marky Mark called <laughs> Fear, about like uh, a high school kid from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> they let their daughter like hang out with him, and then when they try to cut it off, he go, like, goes insane, like <laughs> stalking the entire family. And I'm like... If you're the father, you could see this as like, man, this kid's trying real hard. He's kind of overstepping a little bit here. Like, yeah, yeah. In movie world, that can seem romantic. In real life, you're like, all right, what's what's he what's he messing around with my car? What's he what's yeah. he doing skulking around my property? <laughs> but then after that, I totally side with Jared. Where I'm like, all right, dude, like just okay, that's stop. <laughs> well, once once they go to the beach house and everything that transpires there, you know the doing the background check on him and. Uh, uh, when he when he bails him out after the the zoo incident, he's basically like baiting him to like punch him. You know what I mean? Like he's he's trying to say everything he can to to get the kid angry, and, and try. And then what's you the know kid, where your mom cheated on Robert Patrick? Yeah, yeah. You know why? I know why. Because he's ugly. That's why. <laughs> what do you think about that kid? You want to hit me? Come on, do it. Like just... well, he literally like once the kid punches him in the face, he stands up. He goes, "Thank you for that." <laughs> <laughs> You may have had my family fooled, but I knew the whole time. I'm going to use this against you. Uh, he also makes time to cheat on the mom at the beach house for the yeah, family retreat, yeah. like in the garage. So, uh, yeah, not a, not a good good egg here. Um, I, I guess as a whole, the movies just sort of uh, unbalance mm-hmm. that way, and that it really forces your hand to to like root against the dad. It's it's just far more interesting if the dad has some degree of point. If they could have. If they could have tweaked up that script a little bit, and probably if they, especially with this being a remake of a pretty popular '80s movie, um, I mean it's not super popular, but it, it's it's known. It had like does it the, follow the same basic plot points? I don't know. I've never as... watched it. Okay, uh, I, I think based upon what I've just seen, like synopsis wise, it's similar, but I, I haven't watched it. Uh, but you know, Jared's going to race to stream that one. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I think, I think if this movie would have at least tried to have gotten bigger names, uh, maybe people a little bit more charismatic, you know, as far as in the lead roles yeah. that would have helped. Say, uh, two crusty breadsticks. <laughs> They've not done much of anything. <laughs> what did you call them, Jared? Two crusty breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That wow. is uh, Gabriella Wilde. Um, 
I don't know how you pronounce was, his last name. She was, uh, I guess the was she the bully or the like the good bully in the remake of Carrie. I don't know. I don't she plays Sue Snell. Is Sue Snell the good one or the bad? I can't remember. Um, and uh, she was in the Three Musketeers <laughs> remake from 2011. All right, we we won't pick on her. We save that for uh, child <laughs> actresses that we don't find attractive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Alex uh, Pettifer. That can't be right. I almost said pedophile, <laughs> which is very close. Yeah, that's it. More <laughs> We are definitely not that because we talk about children on screen. They are hideous, <laughs> not to be messed with. <laughs> Oh, shout out to uh, Andy from work in our hereditary episode. Yep. Um, yeah, he's uh, he was in I Am Number Four. That like explains one of like failed YA movies. Funny thing is, like most both these actors, um, the like top three movies on IMDb, 2011. Yeah. So there was there was a time they were being pushed on us, and America shot. said no. Yeah, <laughs> you had your two chance. crusty breadsticks. And we choose <laughs> rejected. No. So I think it's fair to say this is going to be a clean sweep, right? For about last oh, yeah. night, easily. Oh yeah, yeah. Chicken mask wins. Oh my god! This Valentine's Day. A wet kiss. Was it wet enough? Get lucky. Oh, making that chicken club. Oh. Hey man, close the door. Yeah, right. My bad. On the other side, you idiot. About last night, rated R.